welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What is up, fam? Welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I am Annie, and I'm so excited that you're back here. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. If you're new here, welcome. I love when new people come and tune into the podcast. If you don't already, go follow us on Instagram at letsgetuncomfy.podcast or at it's Annie Graft is my personal page. So I would love to hear what you guys think of this episode. Love to hear if you guys have any episode recommendations or requests or guest requests. I'm always so open to what you guys have to say, which is actually how I came up with today's topic. It has been a frequently requested topic. I actually um, got multiple requests to talk about love languages. I said that we're starting a new season on relationships and kind of people and dating and all that sort of stuff. Stuff that's kind of relevant in my life right now. And it's kind of uncomfy, sure. And I think that it could be good for everybody. I think relationships are so important. Learning how to have positive and uplifting relationships, healthy relationships is really important. It's something I'm figuring out too right now. So I just love being able to take you guys along on that journey with me. And so today, today I wanted to talk about the five love languages. If you guys don't know or have never heard like that phrase. So the five love languages is a book that was written like back in the nineties, honestly, by Gary Chapman. If you guys haven't read it, it is such a good book. It's really eye-opening. It's really cool. When I first actually figured out or when I first learned about love languages and when I first read this book, I really was like kind of mind blown a little bit because I never considered a relationship in this sort of way. I've never like looked at my relationships with people and thought like, hey, is this person receiving love in the way that I'm giving love, right? And so I'm going to kind of back up and I'm kind of explain a little bit of a synopsis. Like I said, if you guys haven't read that book, you definitely should if this is something that interests you. This is something that's definitely helped me look at my relationships and almost like change the way I approach some people, change the way I treat some people and how I show people love. Because when you have these conversations um, with people and understanding like, hey, what is your love language? it allows you to give them love in a way that they actually can receive love. So actually, let me let me fully back up. So there are five love languages. Essentially, these are five different ways that you can potentially receive love, like the way you feel love. The five are, so first off, words of affirmation, meaning pretty much somebody like affirming you, you know, so, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful right now. You are so talented. You are so gifted. Pretty much someone like hyping you up. Like you love hearing 
you know, being affirmed by that person that you're with. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is acts of service. So this is like when somebody takes out the trash for you, when somebody does the dishes, when someone brings you flowers, um, I guess, I guess flowers, more or less, but acts of service, like, you know, they make your bed for you. Right. And like when someone does something for you, a service, you feel loved, you feel seen, you feel appreciated. Right. And that's how you receive love. Okay. That's number two. Number three is receiving gifts. So this is like, this is more of like the getting, the getting flowers for your women out there. I don't know if guys like getting flowers. I don't think so, but you know, having a, a random gift presents on your birthday, on Christmas, you know, being given gifts, tangible things. For me, uh, I'm, I'm not actually, I'm going to go through all five actually first, and then I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my perspective. So I won't touch on that yet. Okay. So that that's receiving gifts, pretty self-explanatory. Quality time is number four. So that's essentially, you know, spending time with someone phys- like being physically in their, in their presence, deep conversation, connection, eye contact maybe, but like you're spending time with that person. They're in your presence. It doesn't have to be like doing anything crazy, but just like quality time with that person. A lot of times I associate this with like deep conversation, you know, making memories, like laughing, that kind of stuff, quality time. Okay. Physical touch is the last one, um, number five. And so essentially pretty you know, self-explanatory also physical touch, like physically touching someone. So, you know, someone rubbing your back, someone, you know, scratching your arm, you know, having sex, right. Being intimate. That's all physical touch, hugs, kisses, pretty much anything physical. Right. And so those are the five. Okay. So those are the five love languages. Essentially the idea behind the book is that as human beings in relationship, we receive love in one or two of those ways predominantly. Um, And so, like I said, I'm going to go into my own experience here in a little bit, but I'm going to kind of give an example. So let's say my love language was words of affirmation. Okay. And I was dating somebody or with somebody whose love language is acts of service. So the idea here is that having a conversation with your person, with your significant other on, Hey, like, How do you receive love? What feels like love to you? Because the crazy thing about this is that so if my love language is words of affirmation, technically what is very common and what we see a lot and what, you know, is talked about in the book is like, if I receive love through words of affirmation, that is typically the way I express love as well. Because I'm thinking, you know, oh, hey, well, I love when someone tells me I'm beautiful. So I'm going to tell my partner like, wow, you're so strong. You're so successful. Wow, you look great today. You know, I'm going to express love in the way that I want to receive love, right? But the interesting thing is, let's say my partner is um acts of service. That's their love language. Okay. And I'm just giving them love by giving them words of affirmation, but that's not how they receive love. They receive love by acts of service. They're also going to show me they love me through acts of service. So, you know, maybe they take the trash out, maybe they do the dishes, maybe they, you know, clean my mirror, you know, random things like that, things that they want to have done for them to feel loved. Okay. So does that make sense? The interesting thing, and this is why I think knowing these love languages, having these conversations with people that you're in relationship with is so important because it's not that these two people don't love each other. Okay. So let's say, you know, you're, you're in a serious relationship, right. And you do love each other. Okay. But also like, even if you're getting to know somebody, if you're just showing someone affection, this is typically 
the way you receive love is also the way you show affection as well. Um, I don't think it's like strictly love, L-O-V-E, right? Like I think it can be just how you show someone that you care for them. Um, So the interesting thing about all of this though is that it's not that these two people don't care about each other, but if you're in a relationship and you don't understand the love language of your partner, then you're going to be stuck in this whole miscommunication dilemma because you're going to be showing your care and affection through words of affirmation, waiting to be given words of affirmation to be shown love while your partner is giving you love in acts of service, waiting for you to give them acts of service back. But that's not how you express or receive love. So it's this whole like, you know, I think it's really interesting. And I've been in relationships where this has happened. And actually, this was a big thing in one of my past relationships was, you know, so I'll kind of start getting into my experience here. My um, love language is definitely quality time. I love spending time with somebody, me and them one-on-one laughing, talking, be just physically being in each other's presence. Like that is probably my top one. My second one is definitely physical touch. Okay. So those are my two. And the interesting thing is if, you know, I have been in a relationship where somebody's love language was acts of service. And that's like the lowest one for me. So typically we have like a range, like, you know, you pick your, okay, this is my top one, top two, top three, top four, and then like the bottom one. Right. And it's very interesting because I was with somebody who their love language was acts of service. And so this person would do things, you know, all the time, kind of like the example I gave, you know, Oh, I took the trash out or, Oh, I, I got your car an oil change or, Oh, I, you know, raked the leaves, <laughs> like random things. But like, I didn't care about that. That's not how I received love. But this person was expressing love in the way that they wanted to receive love. And I felt like deprived of love because the two ways that I received love, quality time and physical touch, weren't happening. Um, because to the to this person, those two were low on their list, right? So it's just so interesting to me how um we can all be so different and we can all, you know, feel love and express love in such a unique way. And, you know, the reason why I bring this up and the reason why I decided to do a whole episode on this, ow, I don't know if you guys just heard that. I just freaking knocked my arm on my desk. But the reason why I think this is so important is like having those communications with the the people that you're with is so important. Understanding like how someone feels loved, how someone feels cared about, what is important to them in a relationship is so important. I think like oftentimes we get into these, especially now, I don't know if this is just dating culture and whatever, but we're in these situationships. We're in these, you know, things with people. We're talking, talking stages with people where, you know, so much is not communicated. And I don't know if it's just me being like a very over communicative person, but I think it's so important to have some of these conversations. Obviously in due time and not rushing anything or whatever. But, you know, if there is someone that you do feel that you have a connection with or you want to, you know, pursue things a little bit further, I think having these conversations and understanding like, hey, you know, like, how do you feel loved? And how would you receive love? And what feels good to you? Because I think the worst thing that could happen is for you two to both care about each other, but be expressing it in the wrong way because that person just doesn't receive it in the same way that you receive it. Right. And I don't 
say that to say like, oh, if you guys don't express love in the same way, then you're not like meant to be, you know? So in my past relationship, the interesting thing is like, we did have some of these conversations where it was like, hey, you know, this is how I feel loved. And this is, this is what's important to me. And once we understood that like, okay, we're just expressing it wrongly to each other. It was good to understand how that other person wanted to be loved. It's good to understand like what needs to be done for you to feel cared about. And I think having that open communication is really, really important. Having that conversation is really important. It it might be awkward or weird, right? But then to be able to say like, okay, like my go-to would be to like have a night in, be on the couch, watch a movie or, you know, play a card game or have a deep conversation, drink a glass of wine, you know, that would be my go-to to show someone like, hey, I care about you. I want to like be around you. But once you know the other person's love language and once you know like, hey, that's not how they feel loved, yes, we can still do that because that's how I want to feel loved. But to be able to say like, okay, pause. Well, I know that, you know, acts of service is really important to this person. So, you know, I'm going to take the trash out. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to, you know, clean the house a little bit. And I'm going to do this for this person because I know that's something that they dread doing. So I'm going to do that for them. But being able to make some of those sacrifices, um, I think, especially in a relationship, especially if you're trying to pursue a relationship, right, or maybe you're in a relationship, I think it's really important to make those sacrifices for that person and to understand what love is for them so that you can love them in the right way, right? I don't think love is always just going to be easy. I mean, I know that it's not. I... (laughs) I think it's important to understand your partner and to be able to show them that you care about them in the way that they receive that affection, right? So anyway, I don't know. I knew this was going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today, but you know, maybe this is something for you guys to think about. What is your love language? How do you receive love? What feels best for you? And then if you're in a relationship right now, you know, I would just ask yourself, Am I expressing love in the way that I want to receive it? And is that the same love language that my partner has, right? Is that how they want to receive love? Because who knows? It it could be not what they want or not how they need to be loved. And uh, to be able to have that clarity and that, you know, okay, wow. So you actually, you prefer getting a gift, you know, over, you know, me telling you that you look beautiful, right? Like that's more important to you understanding what they want is so important. I don't know why, but like communication is just like not great in dating. And, you know, so I think that was also, that's kind of like another topic I wanted to talk about, I guess, is just the fact that like dating right now and getting to know people, it's like, we're so nervous. Like, okay, well, if I say this, how is this going to be interpreted? Or, you know, oh, if I ask this question, it's going to look like I care too much. Or if I want to have this certain conversation, they're going to think I'm too serious. Or if I text them too soon, or if I call them or FaceTime them, you know, then I'm going to look really aggressive and all these worries about what the other person thinks. And so then we minimize our communication. And I think that's where so much is lost because we're all just worried about what the other person thinks. And we're not actually just like showing up authentically. I don't know. That's one thing I'm working on, not holding back communication, just because I don't know how that communication is going to be received by the other person. Um, Recently, I've been just trying to, you know, hey, if I feel like talking to this person, I'm going to talk to this person. If I feel like calling them, I'm going to call them. If I want to FaceTime, I'm going to FaceTime them. If I want to tell them something, I'm going to tell them something, right? Um, And I've been really trying to do that. And I think it's been, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel 
more at peace with showing up authentically in relationships and less anxiety. I don't know if any guys out there have ever felt anxiety when it comes to, you know, getting to know somebody else or, you know, trying to pursue somebody else. But like, sometimes there's a lot of anxiety with that. And lately for me, I have just been like, you know what, like, if I want to hang out and spend time with somebody, I'm going to tell them, hey, I like your vibe. And I think we should hang out. I think we should go out together. I think we should get together. Right. And I've been doing that even as the woman, you know, as the female in that side of things, like, I'm not just going to sit around and wait and pretend I'm this like damsel in distress need to be saved. Like, I don't know. I have just been on this little kick of just going after what I want to go after and saying how I feel. And, you know, at the end of the day, if someone doesn't appreciate that level of communication, then probably it wouldn't be a healthy relationship down the road anyway. My last relationship, one of the worst things about it was just that communication was so terrible. And for me, somebody who is big on communication, uh, big on words, big on conversation and talking and being able to say freely how I'm thinking or how I'm feeling, like that was really hard for me. And so I think, you know, going forward, just being able to show up authentically and communicatively and openly is important because however you start the relationship or the quote unquote dating, like is how it's going to continue to progress. It's going to be harder to, you know, start off with no communication, no authenticity, trying to like look a certain way for them to think a certain thing of you. It's going to be hard to shape that around down the road, you know? So I don't know. That's my little dating two cents right now. (laughs) We just totally took a right turn from love languages, but that's okay. I think it's all in the same thing of just being in conversation with the person you're with, you know? And also the thing is like, these can change. Like I remember when I was younger or not younger, I guess. I mean, yes, younger, but when I first started really dating um, in college and stuff, like words of affirmation were really important to me. But over the years, I've grown in a way that now, I mean, Sure, it feels nice to hear someone say like, oh, you look beautiful or, you know, you have really nice eyes or, oh, you look good today. Like I love, of course I love that. Like who doesn't love that? But that is not as important to me as it used to be because I now can affirm myself in the thoughts I have, in the way that I speak to myself, in the way that I show up, right? Like to me, that is not completely necessary from the person that I'm with. Like that's not the only way I feel loved. You know what I mean? And so- I say that to say that like you're allowed to pivot in these things. I talk a lot about pivoting and changing your mind and, you know, switching things up as you grow. And I think this is true too. You know, who knows? Maybe down the road, acts of service is going to be really important to me. Right now, it's not because I I don't know. It's just not how I feel loved. Yeah, sure. It feels cool to be thought of, you know, oh, hey, I know Andy doesn't like doing the dishes, so I'm going to, you know, do the dishes for her, right? Like whatever, (laughs) which that, yeah, that'd be great. But, you know, so maybe down the road, that can be important to me, but right now it's not. And right now, like I said, quality time, physical touch are really my top two. And so, yeah, I think it's important to let your partner know that and also understand how they feel about it too, just so you can, you know, care for each other in the way that you actually feel cared for, right? Because if you don't have these conversations, how is that person going to know? They're going to forever think that you guys, you know, feel love in the same way and receive love and express love in the same way, which like I said at the beginning, full circle is just, you know, you're going to get lost in a lack of communication loop. Um, And also like, you know, I would encourage you guys to have these conversations. It's also cool to have these conversations with your friends too. I mean, like love aside and 
um, like romantic relationships aside, understanding if your friend is somebody who needs words of affirmation or someone who is more of receiving gifts or, you know, quality time. I think it's important as friends and family, like to just understand how people feel cared for, because then you can show up in a way that actually means a lot to them. Right. Because I mean, I've had friends where I, you know, maybe you get them gifts or whatever, and that's just not how they feel it. So to be a quality friend, have quality relationships, I just think it's so important to understand how people receive love and how people feel cared for. So I just encourage you guys, um, have these conversations, ask your people in your life what their love language is. And like I said, read the book. If you haven't already, we'll put that in the show notes below, um, a link to the, the book on Amazon. But really good book, really good way to just understand yourself better, understand your relationships a little bit better. Like you guys know, I'm on this journey to self-discovery and this is part of it. So I'm glad I can take you guys along. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please jump in my DMs and let me know what your love language is because I would totally love to know, have that conversation and just see what you guys thought. And if you had a conversation with somebody in your life about it and it, you know, brought up some good things or, you know, helped you look at things a different way, I'd love to hear about that too. If you guys haven't already, please, 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 please make a review. Scroll down on Apple Podcasts and hit that five stars and write a little message. I love reading your guys' messages all the time. It makes my heart so happy to know that I can be a part of your growth journey because y'all are such a big part of mine. So that is really all for today, guys. Go out there and love your people right. <laughs> love yourself right. And I will chat with you next time on the Let's Get In Company podcast. Bye, y'all. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.